0: Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you get your podcasts. Also, this episode of Locked On Spartans is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food, it's also an unofficial community center. A big thanks to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving it. Alright guys, I'm also loving today's show because we are previewing not one, oh no, but two games as we will start with a Michigan State football preview for their game against Maryland and then end the show with, that's right, MSU's basketball game against Western Michigan tonight. All right, let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whenever on earth you are listening to this, you wonderful, wonderful Spartan fans. How are you doing today? Happy Friday, or heck, happy Saturday, if you're one of the fine folks driving over to East Lansing for this game. I know we got a good contingent of people that actually listen to the preview episodes on Saturdays instead of Fridays. That's right, baby. Um, yeah, hey, just, uh, you know, like I said, it is Locked On Spartans. That's right, your team, every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network. Well, weekday that is Monday through Friday. Oh uh, yeah, we got into it with Stephen Brooks yesterday. We picked his brain, of course, because he's always dropping knowledge. Because uh, Steven's the best. You know? So uh, if you want some more football insight after this, yeah, go back listen to yesterday's episode. It's a good time, Stephen, as it always is. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you find folks get your podcast. And if you ever have any questions, reach out locked on Spartans at Gmail. Dot com. Uh That's right. Yeah. So, uh, hey, let's let's just jump right into it. So, we'll start with football. Going to start with our eight and one football team. I feel like not uh, not not to downplay the basketball team, but I feel like this game is the more important one of the weekend here. So, let's start it off with just talking about the most important player too. That's right, Kenneth F. Walker the third. Might have made up that part about his middle name starting with an F, but you can fill in the blanks there. Uh, I think that this is a game where Kenneth could go off, should go off, and really, probably, kind of needs to go off, too. Uh, yikes. Jared Horse, out. Most likely, from what I've heard. Uh, Matt Carrick. Uh, certainly out, as he posted a picture on Twitter of his leg heavily, heavily wrapped up in what seemed to be a post-surgical uh, apparatus there, so he will be out as well. So yeah, um, it's not just, you know, our receiver core, it's not just the defensive backs, it's it's pretty much everywhere on this team is uh, starting to fall apart here, as some college football teams tended to do here in November. So. And that leads us to Mr. Kenneth Walker. That is right. One of the favorites to win the Heisman right now. Yeah, this isn't really a hot take that he could go off or should go off or has to go off. But, man, it's it would be nice to see Kenneth absolutely barnstorm to another game where he inches his way closer to ceiling, at least an invitation for the Heisman ceremony. And, listen, it's not that I don't have faith in the passing game. However, uh. I would be a liar if I said that I'm still totally 100% comfortable with it with the absence of Jalen Naylor, with the absence of just what we talked about, should he not play Jarrett Horst, with the absence of Matt Carrick. Okay, so who do we go to? Well, how about our running back where sometimes it really doesn't seem to matter how bad the line's playing. And let's actually just stop talking about Michigan State's issues. Let's have a more fun conversation. Let's talk about Maryland's issues. (laughs) That's right. Terrapins ain't necessarily lighting the world on fire when it comes to stopping the run, and I don't think they've played Kenneth Walker yet this season. Um, The Maryland Terrapins, they give up 4.1 yards per carry. That is good for fourth worst in the Big Ten. All right, we're going to do some big boy numbers right now, but I'll hold your hand and walk you through them. Opportunity rate. Opportunity rate, that's right. That is when uh, a run goes for four yards or longer should there be enough field to do so. So, like, first and goal at the two-yard line. That does not count here. Runs that go at least four yards, 48.4%. Now, what does that mean? Where does that stack up nationally? It's 80th nationally for the Terrapins. Yes, they give up four-yard-plus 4 runs, 48.4%, 80th in the nation. Okay, well, how about this? Uh, Power success rate. So, power success rate is when it's third and two, or fourth and two, or shorter and they get the first down. That happens 72.2% of the time against the Terrapins. That is 81st in the nation, and oh boy, you're going to like this one too. Stuff rate. Stuff rate. I say my favorite one for last. Stuff rate is percentage of runs that get stopped at or behind the line of scrimmage. They do that 13.6% of the time. If you're wondering, well, is that good? Not at all. Not at all. That is actually 115th best in the country there are last I checked 130 teams in the country what's Kenneth Walker really good at sure it's scoring touchdowns it's racking up yards but my favorite part is when Kenneth takes something that should be a loss of one a loss of two stopped at the uh, line of scrimmage if you want to go back to this first of five touchdowns against Michigan uh he turns he turns bad really bad plays into good plays and well hey it looks like that Maryland's uh, not all too great at stopping the run at the line of scrimmage. So, yeah, this is uh, a game prime for the picking for Kenneth Walker. Uh, should he get fed the ball? I don't think that should be an issue, hopefully. Uh, yeah, because it's not going to be necessarily um, hmm, the same weather we got in Miami Gardens when we faced the Hurricanes a few months ago. This is going to be a nasty game. This is Spartan weather. Uh, not too fun to maybe throw the ball into. Not too fun to continuously tackle a running back in either. It's going to be like low 40s when it kicks off. It's going to get to mid 30s by the time the sun sets at, you know, 230 when it sets these days thanks to daylight savings. And also there's going to be a wintry mix in the forecast. 45% chance of snow, rain, everything that you don't want. And, oh, yeah, that's right, 15 mile an hour winds. So, yeah, running the ball could be very, very favorable for Michigan State here today. Let me knock on wood before going any further. Also, let's just dig into uh, Maryland's defense a little more. Let's let's just keep picking on them. And speaking of picks, that's right. It's called a segue here in the podcast industry. Maryland only has four picks this season. That is very low. That is shockingly low. Uh, uh, puzzlingly low. You you'd figure you'd at least accidentally pick off more than four passes this season, but I digress. What I really love really love about the Terrapins, though, is that they give up a lot of points. They give up a lot of points. They give up 30.4 points per game. That is the second most in the Big Ten. So they have played six Big Ten opponents. Six Big Ten opponents. They have let five of those teams score above their own scoring average this season. Now, we're going to work from last week and you know earlier in the season, but this is the chronological order. They let Penn State score 31 points. That is four more than the Nittany Lions average. And more shockingly, they let Sean Clifford throw for three touchdowns, no picks, and 363 yards. Did not know people were letting Sean Clifford do that in this day and age. But okay, Terrapins, you do you. Uh, let They let Indiana score 35 points. That was with the true freshman quarterback. That is 15 more than the Hoosiers average on the season. They let Minnesota score 34 points. That's nine more points than the Gophers' average on this season. They let Ohio State hang up 66 points on them. That is 22 points more than the Buckeyes' average on the season. They let Iowa, if you remember this game, they let Iowa score 55 points. That's right, 55 points. That is 31 more points than the Hawkeyes' average. The only team that did not surpass their average while playing the Terrapins was Brett Bielma and the Illinois Fighting Illini. However, not too far off. They scored 17 points. Right now, Illinois' points per game average is 17.2. So they're only 2... Sorry, 0.2 points away from surpassing their season average. Again, it's going to be a little tough. Injuries on Michigan State. Uh, Not the most fun conditions to play in, but you know what? I... I say facing the Maryland Terrapins defense is normally fun conditions. Let me just knock on some wood here so I'm not the reason for any jinx. I I don't want to be the reason. Kenneth Walker gets held for 63 yards on 29 carries and no touchdowns. So, yeah, let me just continue to knock on wood here. All right, guys. Kind of like what we did with Solja after the Kansas game, if you remember that, if you listened in a few days ago. Started with good stuff. Snuck bad stuff in the middle, then ended with good stuff. We are going to actually continue that theme here because, well, we got to talk about some numbers that might not have us Michigan State fans uh, too fired up for this game. I'm not saying worried, but, yeah, we could worry about it. Um, but first, this episode is brought to you by McDonald's. That's right. Probably serving community since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It is a place for friends, families, fans, rivals, you name it, just come in and reconnect. Uh, I'm sure you've stopped at a McDonald's on your way to or from a Michigan State game, whether it be a Spartan Stadium win that you're driving away from, or you're hitting the road to go see them play, I don't know, in Bloomington. West Lafayette, for example. Oh, that's a bad example. <sighs> nice going, Matt. Um, but regardless, McDonald's, always a fantastic spot to stop in, enjoy some premium coffee. I love their coffee. It Just chef's kiss. Uh, McFlurry, perhaps. Some fries. 14 Big Macs, uh, whatever you want. They pretty much have it for an affordable price. Or, hey, if you want to get out of the drive-thru line, step inside, stretch your legs out, connect some Wi-Fi, just kick back, relax. Well, pfft, McDonald's is that place for you. So head to your local McDonald's, refuel and reconnect. And, oh, my goodness gracious, did, did someone just say, locked on Spartan's watch party? Guys, that's McDonald's, proudly serving our wonderful community since 1965. Thank you so much, McDonald's. You guys are the best. And Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. Before getting more into the Maryland MSU game, kicking off Saturday, 4 p.m. on Fox, hey, I just want to thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, guys, just like I said, um, let's address the elephant in the room. It's it's uh, It's gone on for too long here, and we touched on this yesterday with Stephen Brooks if... Um, you Listen to this, so sorry to beat a dead horse. But this is, this is a horse perhaps maybe worth beating into the ground because really, uh, yeah, you've heard me talk about it all week. I will continue to talk about it because, well, it's frightening. I'm talking about, yeah, our pass defense, never mind all the injuries on the pass defense. Uh, Chuck Brantley most likely gone for the season. Marky Lowry just didn't play last game, probably hurt. Uh, Ronald Williams. Kimbra probably just hurt. I just assume everyone's hurt if you play in the secondary now. Okay, cool. Um, awesome. Well, let's hope that Maryland doesn't, you know, favor the pass or anything like that. Oh, no, they really favor the pass. Uh, I think uh, Tylea Iloa I know I butchered that name, a Light is what we'll call him from here on out. I think he had like 57 pass attempts against Penn State last week. He threw for a, a butt ton of yards. That's right. That's what it says in the box score. Butt-ton. Uh, still only scored 14 points, though. So, reel me that. Anyway. Maryland on the season. Second most passing attempts in the Big Ten. Okay. Great. Awesome. Can't wait to see another air raid. Uh, they are tied for first in completion percentage in the conference, with 70.5% of their passes being completed. Oh, boy. Uh, and they're also third in passing yards amongst Big Ten teams. Uh, Just for for contrast, Michigan State, they have given up the third highest completion percentage in the Big Ten. And also, yeah, it goes kind of without saying, they've given up the most passing yards amongst Big Ten teams this season. Yeah, great. Uh, In his last two games, Tua Light has combined for 790 passing yards. Yes, they air the clip out. Maryland also, they really use a whole host of guys in the passing game for ball catching. They have nine guys with at least 15 catches on the season. They have four guys with at least 25 catches on the season. So just for reference, Michigan State, they have just four guys with at least 15 catches. Yeah, that's not not a ton. Uh, and just Naylor and Reed have at least 25 grabs. So while they do spread the ball out, we're going to have our eye on one guy. Uh, it is Rakeem Jarrett. Yes, he is a former five-star Stunned the world. Stunned the world uh, committing to Maryland. Picking the Terrapins over teams like, I, like the, the Tide, LSU Tigers, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Like he, he picked yeah, Maryland over everyone. So, hey, shout out to Mike Loxley for that one. Um, he leads the team in catches. He's got 37 catches. He leads the team in receiving yards. 533 receiving yards. And he leads the team in receiving touchdowns with five. And, uh... Well, I was going to say best of all, but that's it's best of all for Maryland. Worst of all, uh, they do a good job at holding to a light on his feet. Uh, Maryland is solid in the pass protection game. They have the twenty sixth best sack rating. Only four point five percent of dropbacks end up in sacks. And I say worst of all because yeah, it's it's no secret that Michigan State secondary struggling, lacking, uh, frightening. And Steven brought it up in yesterday's show that. They are maybe dialing up pressure in times where you think they wouldn't maybe to just get to the quarterback before routes can unfold and help the hurt and depleted secondary. And I go back to the play where I believe it was Chuck Brantley, single coverage, David Bell, cover zero. And I'm thinking, what the hell are you doing? Why would you do that? And then, well, okay, well, some guys might be hurt. Uh, maybe let's pressure the quarterback in his face earlier than not. Give him a blitz he does not expect. And no one was expecting cover zero with single man on David Belvin. Here we are. And uh, it just didn't work. The pass rush has to be working on Saturday. The pass rush has to get to Tua Light. Our secondary is almost quite literally dying out there. Uh, they It is not a good situation as uh I've probably now just mentioned for the 67th time this week. I'm sorry if you're bashing your head against the wall and saying, please, Shean, I'm begging you, stop talking about the secondary. Uh, okay, I will. I'll, I'll move on. I'll move on. You guys have gotten my point, and thank you for putting up with it all week, but I would not beat it into the ground that hard if it wasn't that big of a concern. Let's talk about something that's a little nicer. It's Maryland's run game. It's Maryland's run game. It's 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 nothing... That's going to shock the world. Something that's going to stop us dead in our tracks because, well, it's like last weekend, we should be able to stop them in their tracks. Um, You know, we talked about opportunity rate, stuff rate, power success rate. We're going to go through those numbers again because they're fun numbers for a Michigan State fan to look at as Maryland comes into this game. Uh, power success rate, okay, so that's third or fourth down, two or less yards to go, and how many of these get converted? 68% get converted. For Maryland. That's 80th in the nation, so that's on the wrong side of average. Stuff rate. Runs that get stopped at or behind the line of scrimmage. That happens 19.8% of their runs. That is 96th best in the nation. And oh yeah, there's one. I could do you one more. I could do you one better than all that. Opportunity rate, again, runs that go for at least four yards when the field allows it. That happens just 43.6% of the time. That is good for 107th best in the nation. It will be like last weekend. Whenever the Boilermakers handed the ball off, I audibly said, thank you. Thank you. that, Thank you for wasting everyone's time. That is going to go for one and a half yards. That will run more time off the clock. It will bring up second and nine. It will bring up third and six. It will It will keep you far beyond the sticks. Now, I said I was going to stop talking about the secondary, but uh, this time it has to matter. Because last week, well, yeah, you held Purdue to, what, 1.9 yards per carry. Ended up not mattering. It's got to matter this time. Uh, And, yeah, so the Terrapins run game, nothing too special. And speaking of not anything special, I I had a take that I just kept spitting out. And actually, and this is going to shock you, I actually looked it up to see if what I was saying was correct and not just hot garbage. And this take I kept spewing was... Maryland is atrocious at the end of the year. They always fall apart at the end of the year. When I hear Maryland football, I think of a team that has a hot start against arguably decent competition, if that, and then just wants to play or be, maybe not even play, just wants to be anywhere else but a football field once November rolls around. Okay, so I looked into that. Guys, it's even somehow worse than I thought. Maryland... Since 2017, is one and fifteen in the month of November. I'll say that again. You probably think that I just fudged some numbers or I'm, you know, over exaggerating. Since 2017, Maryland is one and fifteen in the month of November. That lone win was last season in that weird COVID year against Penn State where early November games were still actually early on in the season. What I'm trying to say is that, does Maryland quit by the end of the year? Hey, I didn't say that. Yeah, I did. Um, This would just be a fantastic spot. You get a Maryland team that's, yeah, wheels are kind of, sort of, a little bit falling off the bus here to end the season. You bring them into East Lansing. Horrible weather, just not good at all. Can you jump on these guys early? Can you absolutely snatch their souls? Because, well, history says, not that hard to do. And yes, I am thinking of the 2019 game, Michigan State versus Maryland, where it looked like every Terrapin player was trying to outdo the other one in a, hey, who can be visibly less interested in this game contest. And guess what? They all won. Uh yeah, Maryland, I would love to see the November Terrapins come into East Lansing. Once again, before we move on to talk about Michigan State basketball, I'm gonna knock on wood because if Maryland comes out and wins like 45 to 13, I don't I don't want that jinx to come back to me. So we're gonna one more time. For good measure, knock on wood there. So, hey, let's all enjoy the football game, guys. And But first, actually, before the football game, we got a basketball game to talk about, and we'll do it right here. But, eh, got to talk to you fine folks about BetOnline.ag. That's right, guys. We're back. We're better than ever with a new web interface for the start of basketball season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So, head to our new Updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Well, you gotta use promo code locked on. That's one word, locked on to get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. For basketball, to football, to NHL, to boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2020 one season bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports that's betonline.ag where the game starts speaking of start start your workout start your yard work if you're still doing that in these ridiculous uh, temperatures Uh, start anything anything that you want with built bar that's right guys we are back talking your ear off about Built Bar because, well, it's the best tasting protein bar, and I care about you guys. I care deeply about you guys, and I want you to experience the best tasting protein bar in the land. And you might think that, oh, no, I already got a protein bar that works for me. No, you don't. Absolutely you don't. I guarantee that your protein bar is going to taste like a hunk of pencil shavings compared to Built Bar. Because Built Bar, it's soft. It's covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you are eating something different and delightful. Uh, Guys, they're low-carb. They're low-calorie. They're low-fat. They're low-sugar. And they're high in protein. So, yeah, as good as they taste, they are that good on the body as well. And they also got a ton of awesome flavors. We're talking coconut, talking raspberry, talking mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry, barcia. And they always have Use like little uh, limited time flavors too that go very fast off their website at built.com. So jump on those, but not without using promo code locked15. Go to built.com, use promo code locked15, and get 15% off your order. Once again, guys, that's promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, let's uh, yeah, talk shooty hoops, right? I guess, you know. Nothing else going on in this segment. Actually, that's a lie. We have best bets coming, too. I just want to avoid that conversation altogether because, oh, my God, there was blood everywhere last week. Blood everywhere. But hopefully there's not going to be blood everywhere tonight. As Michigan State welcomes in the Western Michigan Basketball Broncos. Uh, yeah, Western Michigan really uh, starting their season off hot. A 76-58 win over Hope College. No, not my Dutchman. Uh. All right, moment of silence is over. Uh, Western Michigan finished 5 and 16 last season. Um, it has not been smooth sailing for the Bronco basketball program, however, uh, it's somewhat of a new look team. They've got four transfers, uh, and they're also a small team as well, likely starting three guards that are six foot two or shorter. Yes, I'm talking about uh, B. Artis White. I am talking about Lamar Norman and Mac Smith. All three of those gentlemen, 6'2 or shorter. So, yeah, um, definitely going to be a, a small ball sort of game here. Uh, Lamar Norman, uh, transfer from Duquesne. He's one of the four transfers. He went off against Hope College. Uh, 23 points on 5 of 8 shooting from behind the arc. But, honestly, uh, history does not say he's really that fantastic of a three-point shooter behind the arc. He thinks he is and i guess it was validated against hope college um but yeah he was i think shooting 25 percent last year at duquesne off like 6.2 attempts so hopefully water finds this level here and that we don't see the uh lamar norman show in breslin center now western michigan's top guy who really didn't play all too much just nine minutes against hope just three points uh, B Artis White. Yes, that's right. B Artis White. Not only is he a good player, but yeah, that's that's good enough for my my all-name team, first team honoree right there. B Artis White last season averaged 14.3 points per game. He is the leadi- the leading returning scorer. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, okay, sorry, guys. Uh, and he shot 41% from three last year and then the last guy that we talked about Max Smith the third guard he started 100 games at Eastern Illinois he's a fine enough shooter shoots like mid 30% from three point land um so that's just like the the, the super short in and out of Western Michigan here what do we want to see from Michigan State tonight on the hardwood well uh, first and foremost and it is the, it is the most obvious one the most obvious one uh it is Tyson Walker showing us who he is it was not, it was not great. It was not a great start to his Michigan State career on Tuesday, but spin zone, hey, the only way to go is up. As long as he could beat uh, scoring just two points on, I think it was one of three shooting, and if he could, uh, well, limit those turnovers. If if you're going to drive and kick the ball out, let's make sure a defender isn't directly in that passing lane. That would be a, a good idea, I think. And also more so, it's not just his offense either. I think that this will be a, a fun game to see. The reigning Colonial Athletic Association's Defensive Player of the Year against Western Michigan's suite of point guards that are, well, Tyson Walker's size, really. Um, also, what else do we want to see? I Hey, this is all basic, you know, early on of the season stuff. I want to see Max Christie. I want to see Jaden Akins showing some more comfortability. Max Christie, I thought he, like, looked pretty solid Tuesday. Ten shots. Only made three of them, so that's, okay, you know, uh, you like to see those shots made. Yeah, how about that for a hot take? But they were all good shots that he took, so, you know, the earlier you could see these shots falling, the better. You know, that goes without saying. More so Jaden Akins, though, uh, I think looked a little uncomfortable against Kansas, and okay, you know what, for good reason. Hey, kid, your first college game ever. It's going to be against the third-ranked team in the nation. It's going to be at Madison Square Garden. It's going to be under the bright lights. And I I know you're thinking. Like, yeah, you came to Michigan State. You should be expecting that, of course. Still takes a little bit of time for most freshmen to get comfortable with everything. Just like our guy Solja of SpartanHoops.com brought up the other day, Gary Harris didn't have a stellar first outing as a freshman. Uh, so... Yeah, just to see comfortability uh, around those guys. Yes, I know we also have Pierre Brooks. I've got a feeling that he, and I mean this in the most polite way possible, won't be a factor this season. Um, but, hey, sure, if he can get some spin against Western, all the better. Again, yeah, that's really just the, the the two quick things. Yeah, of course you want to see better free throw shooting. They shot 56% from the line against Kansas. Yeah, you want to see them limit the turnovers, but just like we talked about after the Kansas game, like that seems to just kind of be what MSU does lately. And I'm not talking like last game or last year, like last few years. So I started to lose hope that that'll be an issue shored up. Um, but hey, you know what? We're going to, we're going to end on, on, on a positive of what I want to see. And it's just something that we will see. And it's just Breslin having fans back. I mean, how awesome is that going to be? Um, I had the best seats in the house that I'll ever have my entire life at Breslin center last year. Unfortunately, that was in cardboard cutout form. They put me in the first row. It was very nice, but it, yeah, that's uh, it was just a piece of cardboard, unfortunately. And so I, I think human fans are gonna are gonna be a little better than that. And yeah, of course, goes without saying the Izone is wants the best in the nation. And yeah, I'm just super super stoked to see Breslin buzzing the way it should be. <sighs> okay, guys. Yeah, that lawn-dejected size because it's time for my best bets of the week. And not only did I go 0 for five <laughs> last week. I might as well have gone over 20 with how big I missed on these bets, too. I took Ohio State minus 15 and a half. That was not going to happen. I took over 44 in Minnesota, Illinois. I think there was 20 combined points that game. Uh, I took Rutgers plus 13 against Wisconsin. They lost by 4 billion points. I took the under in Michigan, Indiana. I believe the over-under was 50 for that game. I think they totaled for 30 points. And then, of course, I took under 53 and a half for the MSU-Purdue game. There was a combined 16 scrillion points in that one as well. So it wasn't just a 0 for 5 where I could look at some things and be like, all right, well, we're looking okay here. We weren't too far away. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, we're back to the drawing board. Everything I thought I knew is a lie. And after being above 500 the entire season, we are now. You can hear my voice quivering because I'm near tears. and on the season. All that work just blew up in my face immediately. However, we're due, baby. That's what that means. We're due. We're due. We're due. All right. We're going to start with the Michigan-Penn State game. Uh, We're going to go Michigan minus two, and not just because I want to be paid if I have to see these guys win again, but I'm not a Penn State believer. I'm sorry. Listen, I know Sean Clifford clowned the Terrapins last week. I I've got a hard time believing in in the book of Sean Clifford here. Sorry. So I'm going to go Michigan minus two. We're going to go under 42 and a half in Rutgers, Indiana. No explanation for that. That just seems like a nice number. Uh, Northwestern plus 24 and a half against Wisconsin. Um, I can't lose five weeks in a row betting against Wisconsin, I believe. I think that's in the gambling handbook. So we're going to go Northwestern plus 24 and a half against Wisconsin. We're going to go over 62 and a half in Ohio State, Purdue as well. And then last but not least, I got one more over for you. And, yeah, that's right. We're talking about our Spartans against the Terrapins. I'm raising the roof right now. Over 61 in Spartans, Terrapins uh, on Saturday night or tonight, depending on whether you're listening to this podcast. So, yeah, that's what I got for you guys. Michigan minus two, under forty two and a half in Rutgers, Indiana. Northwestern plus twenty four and a half against Wisconsin, over sixty two and a half in Ohio State, Purdue, and then over sixty one in MSU, Maryland. That's right, guys. Bang and uh, wow. will that conclude our week, or what? Uh, you know, you already know what we're going to talk about Monday. We'll, we'll talk a little bit, little bit about basketball a lot a bit about the football game depending on what happens. And we'll go from there, guys. we got another uh, good slate of guests coming up for next week as we go into a Michigan State-Ohio State game that will have implications most likely. I would tend to think that, yeah, it's it's going to be a game to uh, to watch. Yeah, how about that for a take? Um, and, yeah, guys, before, uh, before we, we all go into the week and enjoy some tailgating, I just want to thank you for making Lock on Spartans your first listen every single day it has been awesome awesome riding this whole football season with you guys you guys are the best listeners in the world if you ever want to reach out locked on spartans at gmail.com and also make locked on bets your second listen of the day as well that's right locked on bets your daily one stop shop for all your gambling needs we're talking locked on bets hosted by your way q with expert analysis and insight from our guy lee sterling all right guys love you all you guys are all the best go green